Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights, brought to you by Training Pros. When you have more projects than people, Training Pros can provide you with the right L&D consultant to start your project with confidence. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Learning Insights Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Training Pros. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Learning Insights, we have Todd Reisterer with Logic Monitor. Welcome, Todd. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Logic Monitor. How are you serving, folks? So we are a high growth, a hyper growth, actually, cloud-based uh, IT infrastructure monitoring company uh, with an observability platform. So that's that's the official language, but you know, putting it into HR person's terms, we help IT teams get awesome visibility and insight into their infrastructure so they can tell how their systems are working and uh, how they can improve them. So now talk about your role as chief people officer. Um, yeah, so I'd lead all of our... Uh, People, global people operations um, around the globe. And we've got a couple different categories. We've got the acquisition, talent acquisition machine, where we are bringing in some of the best and brightest. And we've got um, the areas where we are retaining folks and engaging them, enabling them to do their best work from a learning and development and comp and benefits and rewards. Um, and then we've got uh, workplace experience and uh, diversity initiatives to kind of round out all the areas that uh, help, help us make the best people successful in their careers. So now in this uh, kind of a, a pandemic climate, how has that impacted your role? It's, uh, I mean, it's pretty crazy. You know, they don't uh, teach this in college and uh, certainly something I haven't experienced in the many years I've been, I've been doing this. And uh, the probably the craziest part was I think like almost all companies, technology companies, you know, we kind of made a decision to send everybody to work from home around the globe in nine different uh, countries and offices around the world uh, with about a five day notice. And uh, so how do you how do people do their jobs? How do you keep a culture going? Is here we are nine months later and still kind of uh, going at it. I mean, it just turned the world on end. And, and it was it's it's uh, and, and so everything we kind of figured about how you how do you engage with your teams and how people engage and do their work. I had a change overnight and it was just, it's been fascinating. What a cool thing to see how adaptable uh, and how much perseverance our, our teams have uh, really to say, you know, use the word agile in, in product development. Uh, I would say our team has proven to be very agile during these times. And resilient. Uh, I mean, a lot of these folks are juggling a lot of things when you say all of a sudden now your home is also your workplace. Um, that's, that's a tough uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, for many years now in the HR community, there's this word of uh, bring your whole person to work. And uh, I like to use the word personal professional harmony. I think it better um, explains versus work-life balance, which is kind of a traditional term. And it just brought it to the forefront immediately. And the the, the level of, of empathy and understanding and uh, kind of having it forced upon every person in the company. Uh, when you see into the senior leaders uh, in the places they work and you see kids and dogs in the background, um, you know, through every person in the organization. And I think that's been one of the real challenges for people is how you keep a personal professional harmony alive and well. Uh, but to have companies 
really take a major step forward in understanding and supporting it. It's certainly here at LM. It's been something that we're really proud about and excited about. Now, you mentioned culture early on, and culture is one of those things, if you're not intentional and mindful about it, it's going to form anyway. So you might as well put some effort into it. What are some of the things that uh, LM does in order to kind of have the culture that you're proud of? So we, I agree with what you said. We are, uh, I believe wholeheartedly that you need, I always say kind of name and claim it. You got to be purposeful um, if you, if you want to put your stamp on it, because otherwise it'll be very ad hoc and uh, uh, continually evolving, changing and feel very different in different parts of the organization in the world. Um, So we, and I've done this now um, at a couple of companies when I join, we sit down and I, I sit down with, um, you know, a, a great number of people who are, have been great performers and have been around for a while. And I ask a simple question, why did you come and why did you stay? Um, and with that, as well as interviewing the executives, what we want in a company, we put together a kind of three slide culture story uh, with the headline about uh, who our people are, uh, our values are the underpinning to it all. And then the different pillars that uh, people highlighted about the, the, few reasons why the best and brightest have come and, and chosen to stay. So we've got a really good story that kind of knits everything that we do together around building this being very purposeful about our culture. So what are some of the highlights of that story? Sure. The, um, so the, the lead story is uh, that we, uh, we call our employees LMers. Uh, and the definition is a group of brilliant innovators fiercely advancing the future of IT. And that was just the theme that stood out uh, more than anything else. As I talked to some of our people who are, again, improvement performers have been around, why'd you come? Is that they're about uh, innovation in bleeding edge products and changing an industry. And that's what we're doing. So that's the headline. Um, our three values that kind of underpin it all are one team, uh, better every day and customer obsessed. And I think they're really cool. I've, I've, you know, I've seen most companies, many I've been involved in have five, six, seven, eight values. Um, these three serve the purpose and are, can be really powerful. Everybody remembers them. We weave them into everything we do. And then the five specific pillars that people would call out about what they really uh, like about our culture and what keeps them here and keeps them on the right path are the people. They call up being around other uh, very smart, um, passionate people. Uh, I believe in iron sharpens iron. So that's a really big reason people stay is uh, they, they like the uh, the tribe they've they, they go to work with um, purpose the purpose that we're up to again changing the IT industry our product I alluded to that earlier just t- truly kind of tip of the spear from a technology perspective um, learning and growth is the fourth one and when you hire best and brightest people um, who are up to big things in life we're on our toes in HR to have to be making sure we're offering learning opportunities and then the last one is shared success so we are a pre-IPO company. And um, we continually are advancing the rewards and recognition. Every employee, uh, LMR has got stock. Uh, so uh, that's also a big draw for people. So that's the story. And every program we, we, we roll out and keep falls under one of these categories. So now you talked about kind of getting better every day. And I'm a big believer in this kind of compounding of little gains over time. How do you measure that, though? Because it, it can be so small and incremental that it's difficult to measure. Yeah, well, if you know, I truly believe, and we believe that uh, if you want to, you can only expect what you inspect. So measurements and data are are everything. And I also agree with you that uh, the small wins are uh, 
the way you kind of build big victories. Um, what, so what we've done is I take that on two fronts. One is on each individual LMers front, how are we measuring near-term, short-term um, successes in, in progress, and then the company's front. So to start with, and obviously the company will be a result of each LMer every day getting better and, and uh, accomplishing more. So one of the things we did is we, we tore out kind of the annual performance appraisal it just really doesn't serve any good. You know, if the company only had to worry, show up once a year and worry about what our results are like, maybe that would be okay. Uh, but guess what? We report to boards of directors every quarter and really every month we are measuring things. So it only makes sense that employees and LMers would be measuring their progress. So we have what we call LMRPs, uh, LMR uh, readiness plans. And they are a, a tool and a forum for every LMR to, uh, it's kind of their contract with their manager about what their goals are, both on a professional basis, doing their job, how they're doing it better, and a development basis. So LMRPs are the kind of scorecard of uh, managers and each LMR, uh, weekly one-on-ones. They're tracking how they're doing against the uh, performance goals they've got and the development goals. And they both can put comments in there. And it is, you know, it's kind of taking the agile, as I talked about earlier, process down to each individual uh, LMR level. And by the time you get to the end of the year, you've got a whole year's worth of, of progress kind of tracked throughout the year. You can add goals, you can delete them, you can close them off. Um, so it's a really powerful way to, to track a day in, day out, week in, week out uh, progress. And we do the same thing with the company. We've got a company scorecard. We report out to the full company once a month on how we're doing against the key metrics. And then certainly every quarter, there's a you know more formal uh, uh, you know report out. So um, yeah, I think the two really do work well hand in hand. And uh, as you said, help the small wins stack up to big victories over the long run. Now, how are you guys handling uh, kind of diversity and inclusion? Everybody, you know, kind of gives lip service, at least to diversity. And, and that's what we strive for. Is there anything in place that is um, kind of specifically geared towards attracting a more diverse workforce? Yeah, it's, it's a obviously kind of, uh, you know, big buzz for a lot of companies. We, uh, you know, we take great pride in that. We've had a culture that's really built on uh, creating a diverse place that's respectful of everyone's beliefs and, and uh, who they are. And, but this really this year, um, it, it was a, a good uh, an impetus for us to really look at what we're doing. And once again, become more purposeful, become more strategic and, um, and get aligned on how we're really ensuring that our workplace is a place that, uh, you know, moves the needle and is a place that we've got very diverse thinking. Uh, I absolutely believe, and we've always believed here that successful companies don't just major in diversity and, and uh, equality and inclusion because it's the right thing, which it is. Uh, and also because it is what drives business results. Um, so, uh, and what we did when we got more purposeful is we we kind of decided we're gonna we're gonna go at this in two ways. One is empowering our LMers to kind of move the needle. So we've got learning opportunities, ongoing education, un- unconscious bias training. We bring in outside speakers. Uh, we have community groups, um, many community groups that people can participate in with their peers to uh, raise issues, to have uh, dialogue. Um, uh, people of color is one, um, women at LM is, is another, and uh, Pride is a third. Those are three of our big ones, and including a LM Cares philanthropy group. So there's about three or four that we 
have uh, about 30%, about a third of our LMers are actively involved in. So that's the first branch is empowering our LMers to learn, participate, and impact change. Then the second one is what can we as a company do to create opportunity for underrepresented groups uh, who are battling equality? So what we've done there is uh, on the recruiting front, uh, in addition to, of course, trying to uh, become a, a, a workplace that is very comfortable and respectful and inclusive that uh, people of all different uh, underrepresented groups are, want to work at. Uh, we also decided that technology as a whole needs a, a significant um, number of uh, increased people coming into the workforce from these underrepresented groups. So we've partnered with Code to College, an awesome organization in uh, based in Austin that introduces high school students actually from underrepresented groups, really specifically uh, people of color as well as women uh, into technology careers very early. And uh, InterNex is, a, is an intern program that Vista, our owners, have introduced. And we have a significant number of interns that we brought on through them and, and we convert to full-time. So both empowering LMers to make a difference in their communities and in their day and day out lives and the company itself creating opportunities. Well, kudos to you because a lot of hypergrowth companies um, just don't kind of make the time to invest in those underrepresented groups like that. And um, I think that hats off because that's important and you're role modeling that behavior for other up and coming hypergrowth companies that it is possible and it's and it, it's it worth it's worth doing yeah well thank you for that and um and again i and, and i do think we are a value we're a values based company the vista certainly our owners are extremely um made big in in creating opportunities and and our executive team is and i would just say again that we hundred percent believe it is what helps drive value in an organization. So we do it because it's the right thing. And because it's uh, a diverse workforce is a key enabler to business success. So now any advice for the young people out there, maybe your potential employees, like what should they be doing to get on your radar to get kind of plugged into your world and kind of uh, join your team? Yeah, so certainly, uh, obviously, be you know looking for uh, our website and uh, other places that we post jobs. And uh, even if we don't have a job posted, people can apply and make contact with our talent acquisition team. Uh, we are always out proactively trying to make conversations and build networks of of talented people uh, from all levels of experience and in uh, walks of life. So. Um, I would say that's number one and be keeping up to date on our industry and in our, our website and, uh, and some of the, we just had a big product release, understand what this infrastructure monitoring space looks like and how it's evolving. It's a, it's a fast moving, one of the most exciting uh, places in technology to be working right now. So stay up to date uh, on that. And, and then the two things that we always, we kind of use as a moniker on here, but what we look for is skill and will, skill and will. It's kind of got a nice ring to it and it and happens to work. So I'd encourage everybody to think about what skills are you building? What are you adding to your uh, repertoire that you can offer to a company around learning about technology, learning about whatever your uh, area of focus is, if it's HR, if it's engineering or marketing, uh, keep adding to your skills, uh, take classes, uh, go to seminars. Uh, and then will, you know, display in your personal life and in certainly in your professional life, uh, going above and beyond and, and the desire to be passionately making yourself better. If you keep doing those things and, 
and reach out to us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a fit because we have, uh, we are scaling and, and growing our workforce by about a third every year. So now how has this kind of work from home environment in this remote um, environment impacted the way that you onboard somebody and then kind of immerse them in your culture? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, is, 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 you know, great question because as you might imagine, we can all guess uh, it's a real challenge. Um, And I think we've, we've known for, you know, years, centuries that, uh, people learn best and uh, gain energy and um, commitment when they uh, are physically uh, in communication stronger uh, when we're face to face with each other and with each other uh, physically. So you, can you remove that on the spur of the moment and back in March feels like way back when um, you, you kind of have to rethink all of that. So certainly using tools and technology uh, as everybody else, Zoom and and Slack has been really key for us. Um, and uh, we run different courses. You, you need to, you know, day long sessions aren't going to make it. You can't have expect somebody to be on a, 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 you know, on Zoom for a day. So you, you put the learnings into more bite sized pieces and kind of scatter them out through the first couple of weeks. Uh, and you have to intersperse and we've gotten very creative with online kind of games and events to uh, have people socialize with each other and get to know each other more. And it really has been, again, I'd say a much more purposeful kind of bite-sized pieces of, of uh, different events and learning and training curriculum um, and much more conversational like, like we're doing here versus everybody showing up, you know, their first two days on the job and in, in a big classroom and, and going through one PowerPoint slide after another. So, and it's, in, you know, in some ways it, it's a, it's a, it's a better way to really kind of get somebody indoctrinated. But I, I tell you, we, you know, we still are missing the, you know, the human to human contact and the energy that comes from that. Now, have you figured out a way to kind of replicate some of the look over your shoulder or be a fly in the wall in a room while something else is happening and then going back and debriefing and creating those kind of serendipitous learning opportunities? Yeah, it's 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 a real challenge um, for sure. And again, I'd, I'd say we go back and, and use the tools and technology that exist and um, we do use Zoom conference calls and some teams kind of uh, stay on them for, you know, more extended periods of time as they're going through some, you know, to kind of shadows is, is I think you're alluding to uh, somebody else. Um, we use f- phone technology when we've got, uh, you know, people making customer calls and new people coming in who are doing business development or sales to be able to kind of uh, patch in with uh, more experienced folks who are uh, leading the charge. And um, and then it, we have to, we're better at doing kind of post-session debriefs. So normally you'd kind of have a learning session and people go on and, you know, maybe you'd, maybe you'd have them, you know, fill out a survey. How helpful was that here? Once again, we have to kind of create, you know, schedule, you know, a half hour more and talk through after a, a learning session or, or somebody shadowing and, and uh, you know, purposely ask them, what did you learn? Uh, what were the key things that you observed and how are you going to bring that back and, and make yourself better? So Again, I just say it's it's and this is I think a positive is 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 being more planful and and really thinking through how best people learn and and how we can try to replicate that versus the easier route in some ways is just showing up and hey go sit by Sally go sit by Jim and watch what they're doing and and hope there's some osmosis that goes on. Right, you have to be more intentional and um, and you have to just keep having conversations. I mean, I I think 
this is actually creating more conversations um, because you have to. You have to do it on purpose. You can't just run into them and think you'll, oh, I'll get to it later. Like you have to schedule it and make it happen. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And I think we went through an evolution there too. You know, everybody went, went home, kind of on, on, turned on a dime. And uh, so then we quickly figured out we need to schedule a whole bunch of this dialogue and everybody was showing up to everything. And, you know, then about maybe, uh, you know, losing track of time here a little bit, the month or six weeks in like, okay, there's definitely Zoom overload uh, at this point. And so then we kind of had to settle in and figure out which which uh, sessions tend to work best, where are the times and, and how much time can people really uh, spend on Zoom versus uh, being off camera and, and doing their work. Right. Yeah, it's I, I think we're all kind of learning together in this. Now, uh, for you, what's the most rewarding part of the job? Um, I, you know, ultimately, I get really excited about two two things, and uh, I would say I'm in the, you know, certainly won't try to age myself here, but I'm in the second half of of my career, and um, when I've gotten to, you know, kind of this position. It, it becomes much less about, um, you know, what, how to advance my career and, and what's the next big um, mountain to climb personally. Uh, what, what gets me really excited and is a lot of fun is really uh, pretty simple, um, and that's company success and uh, other employees' success. I, I love showing up every day and being part of a bigger cause, and everybody does, and having a company that knows how to kind of measure customers' uh, satisfaction. This customer obsession is very real here. And, um, you know, our cu- customers continuing to buy more, which they do every day. Do they like what we um, put out? And are we creating new products, like big rollout we just had yesterday uh, of our logs? And uh, what are customers saying about that? And are we meeting our financial metrics? So watching that and in, in being able to accompany our size, be able to pinpoint, yeah, you know, myself and my team, we played a part in that, big or small, uh, we played a part in that. And then the other piece is, you know, I've been fortunate to have some, um, you know, feel good about the success I've had in my career and accomplish a lot of my goals. Um, I really enjoy um, helping other people. And that's, that's what keeps me in energized in HR. I mean, in some ways, I'm kind of doing the same thing as I did the first days I started in HR at the beginning of my career. Um, but to see new people that you meet uh, at every company and in every department and create career paths and learning opportunities and promotions um, and then and, and recognition for people, uh, it's really uh, it's it's really fulfilling to have a part in being an HR professional and in you know kind of my own team's career success and advancement as well as. Uh, those and other parts of the business. Now, as the chief people officer, I'm sure you've impacted lots of people in your career. Can you share a story maybe that uh, you were working with somebody, maybe mentoring somebody, and you were able to help them get to the next level? Yeah, I certainly, uh, you know, wouldn't put names out there, but um, I, uh, I, I, for much of my uh, career, I spent and was living in Silicon Valley and working in larger companies um, that were kind of becoming, you know, even larger than that. And about six years ago, I took a turn and started working at uh, some pre-IPO, more emerging companies. I like to say where the clay is still soft on culture. And, um, you know, if they don't show up every day, you you matter. Um, And so the pivot for me at that point, amongst many pivots, going from big company, all these resources, a bunch of very seasoned, experienced people around the globe, 
uh, to going to an earlier stage company where there's a lot more junior folks coming in who every day were kind of learning. Um, it, it forced me to pivot too and, and uh, have to kind of go back to my roots and, and early days. And um, there's a couple of folks, in the, and I will just use the term again, I, I, mean, I really looked for skill and will, the, the uh, potential, the ability, the, you know, the problem-solving ability, and, and uh, you know, the skills of knowing their HR craft, and then the desire to, to do better things and constantly learn. And, and there's been a couple of folks now that have uh, worked for me at a couple of different companies and, uh, and, you know, tried to give them opportunities beyond maybe what their experience level uh, would have dictated they were uh, able to do, um, have g- kind of gone out of my way to bridge uh, geographical divides with folks. And if somebody's, you know, sitting in Europe, give them global jobs, uh, somebody in, in India that uh, was on the team I led that we gave a global job to and not kind of worked on projects or had responsibility outside of, of uh, her own country. Um, and that was this just really, really exciting to, to see. And it's kind of given me a resurgence in life to go back to uh, a team that is more in the early stage of their career, where every day is a learning opportunity and, and to try to figure out, it's probably one of the biggest parts of my job is how can I help them stretch and gain experiences beyond what their experience set would uh, would maybe dictate versus again the bigger companies where you got a whole bunch of people who are you know my experience level and and beyond. Well, I think it's important to take a moment to appreciate that because the impact you're having on those individuals impact their family and it could impact their community. I mean, it's a big deal, and I think that we don't spend enough time just taking moments and appreciating uh, that kind of work because it 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 it's the ripples that. Um, happen from that that you may not even be aware of yeah and i yeah i think it's a it's a great point and i would just say um i feel so blessed because i had those uh mentors early in my career i can still name them and still have relationships uh with them obviously not giving last names but uh joe jonathan scott and and matt uh four folks some in hr some uh, led other lines of business that i worked with the second job out of college that I ended up working with multiple times in my career as I would kind of follow them. Uh, and for whatever reason, they, they took an interest in helping me learn and stretch and grow. And they did that in many, many ways. Um, and to this day, I'm um, personal kind of friends with them and uh, our, some of our wives have gotten to know each other. Uh, so it, it's just huge. I can't imagine without those four individuals having taken chances on me, um, you know, what, how different my life would be. So uh, it's kind of only fair, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> you get to experience it yourself. Yeah, I think that's important that we should be thinking of others and serving and, and um, helping the next group up. I mean, that's part of our responsibility as part of this hive of humanity that we're part of. Um, now for you, um, what can we be doing to help you? What does Logic Monitor need more of now? Do you need more talent? I know you're growing rapidly, so you're probably always on the lookout for great folks. You need more clients. Uh, You're all over the place. So what what can we be doing to help you? Yeah, I think it's um, obviously you hit on on, on two big ones and um, more talent is the area that I'm obviously focused on. So uh, we've got a very high bar. We have uh, uh, every individual coming into our business has to um, pass kind of a problem solving and competency assessment that's done to keep a high bar. And so we can't get enough uh, talent uh, coming in. There's a lot of people that, that um, aren't able to pass and uh, therefore wouldn't be employed with us. So 
um, you know, really kind of high achieving people with the, you know, high intellect and, and promise solving ability and competencies. We, we can never have enough of them, as I said, growing our employee population by a third every year. So um, that is, that's certainly near and dear to my heart. Um, and customers, of course, always have customers. The cool thing is we sell to, uh, you know, any company of any size in any industry, um, always need more, but it, you know, our, our, you know, without getting into details, our business has also been phenomenal and, and the interest in our products are, are uh, phenomenal as well too. So, um, you know, we are really pleased with the number we have there. And I think it, the area, the, the third area, then back to talent, um, which is what, uh, you're about is how do we help people grow and, and progress. And I think when you get high achievers, you know, there's insatiable appetites many times for people to want to make themselves better. So continuing to have leading edge ways that people can uh, grow their personal and professional skills uh, is really important. Um, days of kind of really showing up in classrooms is the primary way of learning um, is, or I think are long, are long gone and um, not the most effective way to do it. So how do we keep growing the smart, intelligent, uh, highly productive and passionate people once we get them on board? Well, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, or just get to know Logic Monitor, what's the website and the coordinates? So I uh, certainly suggest you could find us on uh, LinkedIn and or our company's website, and it's simply www.logicmonitor, all one word, uh, .com. And uh, there's a careers page there that you can uh, find out a whole bunch about our culture and, and what we're doing, as well as read the, the areas of our business, press releases, and some of the other information we have there. And then there's uh, direct contact information uh, based on those pages as well about how to get in touch with us. Well, Todd, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. Same with you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Learning Insights. And remember, this work would not be possible without the support of our sponsor, Training Pros. Please support them so we can continue to share these important stories. Thank you for listening. For more information about Training Pros, visit their website at training-pros.com.